Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, Building Personal Liberty into Daily Life. Today is Wednesday, September the 2nd, 2020. Time is slipping away. What are you doing with it? What are you doing to make the most of your time? Today, I've got a few updates on our homestead. I want to share a few thoughts on a conversation that I had with a friend last Friday. And I've also got a little metaphor for you about sun tea. With that, let's jump right into it. First, the homestead update. So recently, we bought a couple of goats. We added two goats to our homestead. And that has been an absolutely incredible addition. While it is some work, they don't take any feed. We did start out right when we brought them here. Started out trying to feed them a little just to ease them into their new life. Because they're pretty young goats. But it turns out that most of the feed that we put out for them, it went to waste because they just wouldn't eat it. But at this time of year, there's plenty of green for them to eat. So we're just moving them around the property every day. They're steadily mowing down all of our weeds, our little saplings that are growing up by the thousands and eating up the poison ivy, which is awesome because I hate poison ivy. I can look at a patch of poison ivy and get it. In fact, I commented to my wife, I think about two days ago, that, you know, I really haven't gotten any poison ivy this year. I mean, I, you know, I can remember once early this spring, maybe, that I kind of had it. Well, the next day I had poison ivy on my ankles. So, Apparently, I've just been doing a really good job of avoiding it. Moving on to chickens. We do have some laying hens, and they're doing pretty well. They're still laying really good. But the big chicken update that we have, tomorrow, we have 40 broilers going into freezer camp, and that's awesome. This is a combined effort between my wife and me, between my dad's family and my sister's family, we are actually raising the chickens for all three of our families together. And we started out with about 80 birds. And over time, we've lost 20 of them, which hurts like crazy. But between, you know, just dying you know, in the brooder, we lost a few of them. But then we lost some to, I don't know if it was a possum or a coon. I was never able to catch anything that was getting them, but... It quit. It quit taking them. So that's that's a good thing because I want our birds to go in our freezer, not to the wild animals that are around here. So that's happening tomorrow. We'll be processing 40 of them. Then in two weeks, we've got 20 more that will be ready. But we also have 80 more birds coming that will be done later this fall. So we've got a lot of chicken that's going in the freezer, but that's going to be divided between three families. So it it's not as many as it sounds. I have a little tip for you about jalapeno poppers. Okay, so we grow lots of jalapenos, but they've actually really done awful this year. We haven't, our peppers have just been incredibly non productive, and I'm not sure what's going on with that, but it's, we're, we have gotten some, and we've gotten some from. Uh, my mom's garden, who for, her, for hers, for some reason, did really well and had some big poppers. Big peppers, I should say. I call them poppers because that's typically what we do with them, is we make jalapeno poppers. Now, I came across somebody 
on social media the other day who had never had jalapeno poppers before and she made them for the first time and she was like wow this is great but it got me to thinking how we make them we started out years ago we would you know do your typical cut the peppers in half stuff them with the cream cheese and the cheese and then wrap them in bacon and then you got to bake them for like 45 minutes but we've kind of evolved that process of how we do the jalapeno poppers we still do the cut them in half and, and rake the seeds out of them. But what we'll do then, and this works best either on a cast iron frying pan or we like to do it on a propane skillet because you've got a big area to work with. But we'll cut our bacon into about three inch strips and we'll get that started frying. And once we have our, our jalapenos cut and the seeds raked out of them, we lay those with the cut side down and we fry those for a few minutes until the bacon is crispy. And once the bacon is ready to go, we flip the jalapenos over and put the stuffings inside them and then just lay a strip of bacon on top of each one and fry that up for a few more minutes in that let it soak up that bacon grease and it gets kind of crispy. It's In my opinion, it's a lot better than doing that in the oven. But just a little tip there, if you like jalapeno poppers, kind of a way to upgrade them, really. And there's other ways you can do that, too. You can add some uh, some pulled pork in the mix to uh, to get that extra flavor. You know, more more pork is always a good thing, right? And I've, I've done, added a little bit of barbecue sauce for flavoring in the past. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. But the best thing, the way that I've found to do that, fry the jalapenos a little bit before you stuff them and keep frying them. It's a lot better than in the oven. So moving on, my metaphor for today. I had a conversation last Friday with a good friend and we were talking, the subject was filling your cup or how to rest and recharge yourself. And as uh, as we ended that conversation, I, it still rolled around in my head for the next few hours. And I got to thinking, what, how do you fill your cup? And I, I think I told her that I fill my cup by reading and learning and taking in new information. But then as I continue to think about that further and, and go deeper into that, I had to think of sun tea. Now, why would I think of sun tea? Well, here here was my thought process. Sorry about me knocking on the table here. My elbow is... I have a small space that I'm recording in, and my elbow hits the table because I tend to talk with my hands, and I'm waving my arms around and making lots of gestures. Maybe someday I'll video this and put it on YouTube, my recording process. I might do that live. But for now, back to the sun tea. When you want to make good sun tea, what do you do? Now, I only know this from hearsay, because I've never made sun tea myself. But from my understanding, you take a few herbs, you know, a little handful of mint, maybe some uh, chamomile, different herbs and spices that you want to put in the tea, but you don't fill the jar up. You only put some in, and then you fill the gallon jar up the rest of the way with water, and you set that out in the sun and you let the sun shine on it and heat that up and it sucks all the uh all the spices all the oils and everything comes out of those herbs and whatever you've put in there and it infuses the water 
and makes a tasty goodness to drink. Now, what were to happen if you were to take every herb that you can think of, everything that you grow on your homestead, everything from mint, mullein, nettle, raspberry leaf, lemon balm, chamomile, fennel, lavender, just everything that you can think of, and you would just stuff that jar full, keep pushing it in there, packing it down, and keep putting more in till the jar was packed to the top. You'd have no room for the water. And the way this metaphor plays is, the herbs that you put in is the information you take into your head. The water is the time that you sit there and you think about it and you process that information that you've heard and that you've learned and you come up with ways to, to use that in your life to build that better life that we're all after. So don't overfill your cup. You have to take time to process and to actually put into action the things that you're learning and reading. So that was really, that hit home for me because I tend to just like to read and watch all kinds of videos and take in all the information I can get. Podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I have probably hundreds of podcasts that I'm subscribed to. And you know how many I listen to? I listen to two on a regular basis and maybe a handful more from time to time. Because it's just too much information for me to take in and to to actually put it into action and to do anything useful with it. So really carefully consider the things that you allow into your head, into your brain space. Most of us have limited capacity for brain space, so we really got to be careful with what goes in there. But I want you to carefully consider what you allow in, but then take action. Take at least one thing away from every day when you learn something. Take one piece of action away that you can apply to your own life, and then cut out the rest of the junk if it's not serving you. Just let it go. You can come back to that later when you're ready and you have more brain space. But enough on that. You now get the idea to be careful and to really consider what goes into your head. So with that, I want to move on and kind of give a plug for a Facebook group that I'm running. And with all the issues that have been going on with Facebook censorship and stuff recently, I have copied and mirrored that group to MeWe. And I put more of my effort into the time I spend on MeWe than I do on Facebook. But either place, you can find this group. But I wanted to share with you something that I shared there a few days ago. And that comes out of a book by Zig Ziglar called Raising Positive Kids in a Negative World. A wise philosopher once commented that an eagle's only obstacle to overcome for flying with greater speed is the air. Yet, if the air were withdrawn and the proud bird were to fly in a vacuum, it would fall instantly to the ground, unable to fly at all. The very element that offers the resistance to flying is at the same time the condition of flight. The main obstacle that a powerboat has to overcome is the water against the propeller. Yet, if it weren't for that same resistance, the boat would not move at all. The same law that obstacles are conditions of success holds true in human life. A life freed from all obstacles and difficulties would reduce all possibilities and powers to zero. Obstacles wake us up 
and lead us to our abilities. Exertion gives us new power, so out of our difficulties a new strength is born. Out of an obstacle comes strength, out of disappointment comes growth, and out of deprivation comes desire. Now that is incredible. The group that I've started is called Challenge Growth Mastery. And the premise of this group is to challenge yourself in life. Do challenging things. Don't relax and rest on your, on the things you've accomplished already, or you will start to go downhill. Your life will slide backwards. You have to constantly push forward for new and better and more. That's not to say don't be content with the things you have but to constantly seek to improve yourself and to grow. The purpose of our growth is so that we can help others. If you have been given a gift, you've been given that gift so that you can in turn reflect that to the world, so that you can help others grow as well. That is the purpose of us growing, is to help others grow as well. So with that, we've reached the end of episode number two. Look, I'm located in Cumberland County, Kentucky. If you are in this area, I would love to have you on my show to to interview you. I want to interview local people to get the old stories of the history of the county. So if that's you, if you are located in this area, contact me. You can send me an email at ken at constructiveliberty.com. Also, I am in construction and a handyman by trade. So if you have a construction project, whether that's building a new deck or doing a small remodel, whatever it is along that lines of work, that's what I do. So give me a call. I'd love to set something up with you to give you an estimate on your project. Or if you are not in this area, feel free to contact me. I do some consulting as well on that. So if you have a question, you want to know how to go about remodeling a bathroom or whatever it may be, send me a question. I'll I'll answer it on the show. I'd, I'd love to do that. I'm also a teen life and career coach and a human behavior consultant. Those are my side projects, my passion projects. That's what I love to do. If you or someone you know is between the ages of 16 to 19 in that range, seeking your purpose in life, trying to discern you know, career direction, life direction, what it is you really want in life, contact me. Let's set up a call. I'd love to have that conversation with you. I'll leave links in the show notes where you can set up a call if that interests you. If you want to ask me a question to answer on the show, send an email to ken at constructiveliberty.com. I answer questions on homesteading, construction and handyman work, um, solopreneurship. Uh, That's what I do. Uh, Just send in your questions. Also about coaching and consulting, you can contact me there. That's it for today, so do good work.